Check one, two. Welcome back to another episode of the Premium Pete Show. Before we get started, first and foremost, peace and blessing, internets, to you and yours, you and your families worldwide, okay? I'm sending out peace and blessings. Even if you know me, you don't know me, okay? You're just hearing us for the first time on the Premium Pete Show. First off, welcome, okay? Obviously, life has been turned upside down, and I keep on saying this, and I'm going to continue to say this. Sometimes some of us may feel discouraged, depressed, happy, sad, um, you know, confused. You know, that happens. You know, uh, we've been in the house for months. Sometimes you'll be able to get out, you know, if you have kids and it's tough. Okay. And the world we're living in is upside down. We hope that there can be some changes and we hope that there can be some solutions to at least getting back to somewhat of a new normal. So I want to say this, anybody who's been affected throughout this pandemic, I want to send, I want to let you know that you're in my prayers. I send you blessings. I wish you nothing but the best. And more importantly, if you've been discouraged, depressed, or you're going through something, please do not hold it in. Find at least one person you could talk to. And I know, again, not all of you may know me like that, but don't ever feel like you can't reach out to me. If you're going through something, make sure you hit me up on Instagram at Premium Pete, Premium Pete Show, or Twitter, or send me an email, Show at gmail.com. Okay. Now, internets, let me tell you something. Last week we put out the episode with Killer Mike. I told you that was the first one that we'd done where we sat down, you know, recently I sat down, I did a bunch of episodes in an undisclosed location in Atlanta. So I want you to make sure if you haven't checked out that Killer Mike episode, make sure you go to it, tell a friend to tell a friend, subscribe, rate, share, and comment. Okay. Now, before we get to this week's episode, I'm going to let you know. Open up your Twitter app, open up your Instagram app, at Premium Pete, at Premium Pete Show, and check the fuck in. Let me know where you're listening from. Let me know what you're listening to. And again, listen, Premium Pete Show, you never know who's going to be on the show, okay? We've been doing it, how, how long is it? Over four years now. I mean, I've been podcasting over 10 years. And I will say this, I still find it special. I still find it inspiring. And I'm honored to be able to inspire other people. So you never know who's going to be on the show. It could be an artist, an athlete, an actor, an entrepreneur, it, you know, a great story. It, you just never know who's going to be on the show. Okay. So I'm so glad, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm so glad that we have new episodes on deck with all different people that you're really going to enjoy, especially the one coming up with the one and only Ebony Ward. Okay. Now, for those of you who are by who's Ebony Ward. Okay. Well, She's from ATL, okay? More importantly, she is a pure hustler, okay? A woman, a boss, okay? Uh, listen, a woman boss, a queen. And and she has inspired me. You know, she went from, you know, open up fly kicks in ATL, which is a boutique for women, some a little bit for men with sneakers, doing some consignment, all the way to being a, an assistant for future, you know, and, and then a brand manager, then his as an artist manager, then she's gunner's manager. But more importantly, she is inspiring, not only for men or women worldwide, but anybody. I mean, I'm, you know, when we did this episode after we left in the elevator, she was on the phone getting life insurance, helping getting wills written out for her artists. I mean, you know, that's one thing I will say. You sit down with managers and everybody's different. You know, people, you know, being a manager is not easy. You're literally giving up your life to help somebody else. And you know, especially for a woman in a male-dominated industry. Internets, I am so proud of Ebony Ward. Um, 
I love this episode. I can't wait for you to listen to it. Make sure you hit her up. Um, if you like it, you know, check her out on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, you know, hold on. Let me make sure what she's uh, on Twitter. I think she is on, on Instagram. I think it's EBSDABoss. EBSDABoss. Make sure you hit her up. Send her some love. Internets, I don't need to say no more except, listen, as always, peace and blessings to you and yours. Make sure you subscribe to us. We're on YouTube. Uh, we just started, like I said, for the past year, we started putting video clips, behind-the-scenes stuff, full videos and interviews. Subscribe, rate, leave a comment, tell a friend to tell a friend. Plus, we're on every streaming platform, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, um, Spotify, etc. Internet, I don't really need to say any, anything else. I present to you this week's episode of the Premium Pete Show with the special, okay, the important, the dot connector, the disruptor, the artist manager, the entrepreneur, the queen, Ebony Ward, on this week's episode of the Premium Pete Show. Let's get to it. Cheer. Yo, what's up, y'all? This is Fat Man Scoop, the other smooth voice of the club, the two-time Grammy Award winner. Let me make this official for you. Fat Man Scoop, Cork McClam, Internets. It's time to go with my dude, Premium Pete. Let's get focused. Let's go. Internets, let's turn up. One time, Premium Pete. Come on, everybody, get set. Let's go. It's the next episode. It's the Premium Pete Show. News, interviews, all of the info. Listen up. It's the Premium Pete Show. If you want the scoop in the low, down low. Listen to the show, cause Milk said so. Fuck what you heard, better act like you know. It's the Premium Pete Show. Internet, welcome back to another episode of the Premium Pete Show. Sitting down here, another undisclosed location in ATL with a friend. Uh, somebody I've been proud of watching for many years. I mean, you know when you put titles to people, it's always a funny thing. But I'm going to say an entrepreneur. I'm going to say uh, a disruptor. Anybody call you a disruptor? The glue? I mean, yeah. Manager, friend, um, somebody who, you know, I think um, people could learn a lot from. And it's funny because, and this is where I want to start off. First of all, welcome Ebony Ward to the Premium Pete Show. Thank you so much for having me. I keep telling you, I don't think I'm that interesting, but that that, That's where we're starting (laughs) because it's amazing to me of how many people whose journey I've seen. You know, and, and I can name so many. I've seen Drake's journey. I remember I met him, Tiana Taylor introduced me to him in 2009. I've seen, I used to get him sneakers. You know, especially when you're in sneakers, you see a lot of artists and you see them grow. His was amazing. But I'm saying even streetwear people, Ronnie Five, who started Kith from the beginning, I've seen Nikki Diamonds. Just this, I could keep on going on of people's journeys. And it's actually amazing just when you thought like they proved you wrong. You know what I mean? Or like, meaning like, you're like, wow. They made some moves, then they do more moves and more moves. So anyway, the point I'm making is most of those people always tell me that I don't think I'm that interesting. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's hard to see themselves because they're working, they're hustling, they're keeping busy and they're evolving, they're transitioning. And it's also a busy world when you're in the world that you're in. But I'm letting you know, I think that your journey has been tremendously inspiring, but also for me, I think women in particular, it's inspiring to see that if they put in the work, if they have, you know, half of what you could do, that maybe that they could, uh, you know, start on that journey. And I think inspiring the youth to know that it's not just a picture in front of a, a you know, a surfboard in Hawaii or a big yacht. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the nights that you were hustling and, you know, fly kicks and maybe not knowing what was going to happen. But here you are today. <laughs> yeah. Um 
it's been a definitely, definitely a journey um, that I'm so, so grateful for. I think like with me, I just tend to like work with my head down to the point where it's like, you know, like putting my head up just to kind of take in everything that's going on sometimes can be, um, can like even shock myself, mm. you know, like 10 years can goes by so fast. Like I remember I met you like in 2011 or 12. Yeah. Um, like I remember it, you know, like it was, like it was yesterday. yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So that's why when you called me, I was just like, oh my God, it was that long ago. It's crazy. You know, you, you have a list when you do, you know, I've been doing podcasts for a long time and I always had you on my list. And as you continue to inspire, and I think it's good for, you know, I look at it as like a puzzle. You know what I mean? And you're a piece of the puzzle. You know what I mean? There's like so many puzzle pieces that make the whole thing. But like as I'm doing something I love, I'm like, I want people who to know who this piece of the puzzle is. And, uh, you know, it's funny when you think about all those, you know, how, how many years ago that we met and then to where, you know, where you are now. It's like it's 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 exciting to see. But there had to be moments that you realize, wow, this is. You know, maybe sometimes people look at it as purchases. Maybe you purchase your own home. Maybe your mother was like so excited or maybe you were able to do something for somebody in your family or maybe, I don't know what it is, but you've always lived as you, you know, moving around and, 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 and making things happen. Obviously, Fly Kicks and ATL. When, when did that open? Um, Fly Kicks opened. Um, I got my business license for Fly Kicks in 2010. Um, we did the grand opening in March of 2011. Um, and like, as you know, like the foundation of the store was always music, art and yep. fashion. So we always, we always infuse both fashion and music, um, together. And it was just such a staple, um, of like Atlanta culture for so many years. We were open for six years and that's really honestly where I cultivated and nourished so many of the relationships that I've been able to, you know, sustain to this day. And that's really helped me evolve in my career sneakers and streetwear it's crazy to be honest with you because some people i don't think they understand this and i remember when um when i just started on the combat jack show and it was an early podcast and the reason why i say this for is because people were impressed by who people knew but it's amazing to me of how sneakers and streetwear i mean look we met we met through that right and it's like and 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 and, and you know um Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you met Future through. Yes, it's crazy. When um, I was wanted to do the grand opening of my boutique, and um, at night, like I've I've always been into the music business. I've always, mm -hmm. um, that's definitely always where my heart has always lied, along with fashion. But I would go to different open mics at night, and that's where I saw Future. Um, and we we had a mutual friend. Um, and I, I told my mutual friend that I went to see him perform and that I really wanted him to do the grand opening of my store. Um, and through that conversation, he introduced me to him. Um, but my store was, it wasn't even halfway ready to, yeah, yeah. to open. Um, so he was one of the first people to even see my boutique. And I just told him my vision and I was so young and ambitious and excited about my boutique, but also him as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I told him I was going to call him when I was ready for him to do my grand opening. And I thought he was so talented and I was, you know, going to work with him one day. And he was just looking at me like, who is this 21 year old <laughs> girl, you know, just, you know, just talking. I was nonstop talking. He barely got a word in. But um, and it was crazy because when I did my grand opening, I didn't call him because I thought, you know, he's going to be too busy. Sure, he's not sure. going to even remember who I am because it took me about seven months from the time. 
time I met him for me to actually open the store. Um, and he was always infatuated with sneakers and shoes and clothes. Um, so it was crazy. Like uh, two weeks after I opened, he called me and asked me why I didn't call him to do the grand opening because, you know, the grand opening was massive. We had Don Cannon. We had DJ Drama. We had, a, you know, Saha the Prince. We had Boo. We had so many people come to the grand opening. So it had like a lot of chatter in the city because it was the first um, male um, sneaker wear, sneaker and streetwear boutique. Yep. It was the first time, you know, even before like, you know, the flight cup club was on, you know, on the scene and all those other consignment shops were yep. on the scene. We were the first Atlanta consignment sneaker store boutique. So a lot of men, you know, immediately rushed the boutique. So he called me and was like, what happened? I thought I was going to do the grand opening. So from that, you know, from that conversation, our relationship just continued to build and we began to like nourish, nourish each other, you know? Um, and that's how we started. And yeah, you know, it's, it's crazy when you think of like, again, how many uh, connections that sneakers and streetwear bring about. I mean, I, I say to myself, you know, when I had my store, I had stores, I don't know if I told you even before, uh, I met you years ago, I had stores. I had one in Brooklyn. I had one in the city. And, and I mean, I would meet people, you know, Christian Slater, Michael Douglas, that I still talk, not all the time, but still communicate with through the house. But the point I'm making is like, that's like 10, 12 something years ago. There's a big bond in, in networking is networking. But, and I'm sure you've seen that on many levels, but there's something really special about, like I said, uh, a common bond for a niche with sneakers or streetwear. But you know, what's funny. Here, here's, here's what I want to talk to you about. You're, you have fly kicks. It's running for six years. Right. You meet future. Right. You start off doing, you know, uh, was it merch? Right. Did you start off doing like merch with him? I was. It's crazy. Because you could. The reason why I'm saying that, but explain it, because you could have <laughs> stayed. You could have still been fly kicks. Right. Why, why not? Nice, successful shop. Maybe, you know, right. Say. Yeah. Right. Um, it could have stayed one thing, but you elevated, I feel like, and continue to transition. Yeah, I think, you know, like music was always definitely in my heart. That's what I went to college for. I always wanted to work in the music business. You know, when I first graduated, my mom, you know, she really forced, she told me to get a job and yep. do all those things. But I really always had like the entrepreneurial spirit. Um, and honestly, because we infused so much music and music culture into the boutique. I knew I wanted to use that as leverage, especially, you know, meeting different producers and artists, you know, like I met Mike Will and Metro. Yeah. And I mean, I introduced DJ Khaled to future from a boutique, my boutique, because he That's came, crazy. he came down, um, to Atlanta just for the weekend. And I, you know, I brought him some shoes and he asked me who the biggest artist in Atlanta was. And I said, it's future. So it's like, I was able to meet so many amazing people in my boutique was the heart, you know, a major part of the city. I mean, I also opened up fly chicks yeah. Atlanta. Yeah. So I had two boutiques, um, but it just came to a point where I really had to make a very tough decision. Um, and figure out what the next steps that I wanted to make for my life were. And even though, you know, I definitely, you know, and I have friends and people call me all the time and like, you know what, why don't you just put it online? But Fly Kicks was such a special place and the interaction and what we were able to do for the community yep. meant so much for to me that I knew that if I didn't want to give it my all and give it, you know, the time that it needed, I just needed to, you know, go to another level and do something different. Um, 
So that's really why I decided to just move on and, you know, take the final leap and go full force with um, the music business. And, you know, uh, springboarding is a big thing, you know, meaning like one thing opens up this thing. So if you never did fly chicks, right, you may not. I mean, exactly. It's crazy. You know, um, during the time, it was a time in Atlanta, you know, a lot of people were doing a lot of break-ins and it was just excessive. And I remember I was on the road so much, you know, it got to a point where, you know, I was Future's assistant and I was his brand manager. Then I was his creative director. We were always on the road. I was always gone. Not to cut you off, but how how does that, like, it's not like, uh, a regular corporation where you applied for, uh, 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 how do you say, um, uh, like, a like a promotion, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like how, how does that yeah. happen? I think, you know, because I had my own boutique, I always had like a business mindset. So I know about strategy, marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have amazing relationships, you know, for the first time, you know, future went to, we went, we all went to Vegas. We brought him to magic. I introduced oh, him yeah, to all yeah, these yeah. different companies and brands and different designers. So I had a lot of resources. Yeah. And you're about um, your business. And exact. Thank like, you. Well, no, no, I mean, no, because sometimes I think, and I don't want to, well, yeah, finish it. But actually, let me get this out because uh, being about your business is that important. And and what I mean by that is, is, is especially for women, and I don't know what it is to be a woman, but I'm sure, you know, obviously it's a male-dominated industry. Um, I'm, it, it's, it's judgmental. Both it, it's, the, it, the fashion, yeah, street, especially yeah, yeah. streetwear. I was the only black female who was, who was walking through magic, you know, walking through all the different trade shows, agenda before it became a thing before, before it was Instagram pandemonium before it was the cool thing to have or the cool thing to do. I was, you know, a very young black female who came in and people didn't, you know, it took me two years to really, to get a Reebok account. You know, I never was able to get a Nike account. So it's certain things that I really had to just beat down the door. And I never really, I never gave up and always was ambitious and figured out a way. That's really even how I got into consignment was because I couldn't get a Nike account. Which which is like the alternative. Which is exactly. But, um, but it was a niche that was here that I was able to really dive into. And I had, um, and I had, the network, whether, you know, all the, you know, entertainers, athletes, um, young black professionals, young people. So, and we created a culture and it, it, it was really prosperous. Yeah. You know, um, when, when you think about your promotions, let's go back to that. Uh, mm-hmm. when you think about moving from, uh, what was it? Creative director. Well, first of all, assistant. starting from assistant. <laughs> assistant. Well, and, and that's one reason why I mentioned you're about your business, because what I'm saying is, is I, I think guys, honestly, and this is, you know, when, when, when you, especially regardless of man or woman, but particularly woman, I love when I see girls about their business, because then, because sometimes I think men, and I'm not speaking for all men, but like when it's, you know, giddy, giddy, it's like almost like people don't take it serious mm-hmm. for men or women. When you get somebody that comes in and is serious about their, you know, how they're moving and, and what they can bring to the table and add value. And that's what type of person you are. Mm-hmm. I, I like that because I feel I'm similar in the sense of I don't look at somebody as a big celebrity and think I can't add value. I, I could, you know, I'm going to show how I could add value. And that, so I gather that is how you started moving up in the ranks. Yeah. 
I mean, and also because I started with Future before he was even signed. Yeah, yeah. So I think that, you know, I saw value. I saw his talent. I believed in him. And he also really believed in me. Um, and he was willing to take a chance on me and willing to, you know, nourish me and, you know, give me the the tools to really be successful and really be pa- being patient because he could have chose, he could have chosen anyone sure, to sure. work with him at that time. But he saw what I was doing with my boutique in a sense of, you know, strategy and marketing and, you know, just ha- my heart being genuine in yep, what I was yep, doing. Yep, yep. Um, and, you know, and I will say, you know, going from an entrepreneur to where I created my own check every every yep. single day yep. to then, you know, and being the boss and having six employees to going to being someone's assistant is a, it's a very humbling thing, but it's something that I really, that I definitely, you know, that I did. And I'm glad that I did um, because I was able to learn so much. And I think sometimes people, you know, look at a word and say, oh, you're someone's assistant as something that's demeaning yeah, or yeah, less yeah, yeah, yeah. than. But I really think that an assistant is like the most valuable person on any position on any team they're the core and the heart of companies and I'm grateful you know that I had that experience because all it did was really make me stronger and make me more reliable gave me more contacts Mm -hmm. and I was able to really properly learn I think sometimes when you want things like I always knew you know I told him the first day I met him I'm going to be your manager one day and he he thought it was a joke but I knew what I wanted but it was about how was I going to get there? Was I willing to put in the work? Was sure, I willing sure. to be in the studio all night? Was I willing to go get food? Was I willing to go get laundry? Sure, sure, sure. But also was I intelligent enough to put a marketing plan together, put a strategy yep, together, yep. Add you know, value. add value. So, and then, you know, thank God, you know, he was able to grow with, you know, allow me to yep. grow with him yep, yep. and also introduce me to people to where I would be able to learn to do things and be more diligent on my own. And I'm glad that's how I was able to grow. When you became a, a, a manager, did you be like, uh, holy shit, here we go. Like, you know what I mean? Because it's like, <laughs> you be careful what you ask for, because to be honest with you, managers, and this is obviously spoken and known, uh, you know, you got to put your life on, on, on a kind of hold. I don't mean that like in, to, to you in particular, I'm just speaking in general. I mean, that's in any profession. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, as you know, you know, I work with several artists. Yep. You know, Gunna, Future, Turbo, yep. amazing, amazing. Yeah, Gunna's Gunna's uh, journey has been amazing. We'll get to that. <laughs> it's been amazing. And even yeah. even even Futures. To be honest mm-hmm. with you, it's right. It has. Like, I remember when he came out, uh, and, and I honestly thought, and I don't mean this like uh, to to you know, I I didn't know that he would be or have this cult following that he has. I mean, I remember when that song came out, Tony Montana, mm-hmm. Tony, I was like, yo, this shit is cool. But, mm-hmm. but I didn't think like, you know, at the time I remember I heard uh, uh, this dude uh, uh, riding around the city with Nina uh, cash out maybe. Uh-huh. And I remember thinking it was like some similarities because that was a hot song. And then I was like, boy, was I wrong. I mean, a lot of people were wrong, but I didn't, I didn't doubt I know, him. Of course, I'm just I saying, know, of course, you know, And I think that that was such a beautiful thing that I was able to experience. It's just like when you see someone's work ethic and see how hard they work and perfecting their craft, it makes you want to do better at your job. Mm. Like, you know, watch his future be in the studio, you know, for 17 hours, not sleep, literally sleep in there, wake back up in there. It's like, how could you not want to work for that person? Mm. It makes you feel like you're lazy. Sure, sure. It makes you like, feel like you're not doing you're enough. Doing enough. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, you know, how can this person really sit in a, in a room with no windows, with no windows, just the black walls and be able to, he, uh, watching a person literally create from nothing not even a piece of paper or a pen. So 
that that challenges you in a completely different way. Um, and from that that type of experience, I was able, I'm all I'm constantly inspired by him. Um, and even working with other clients and other people and watching how other people put, you know, um, watching how other people are able to create um has been, you know, an, an, a truly amazing experience. Yeah. What, now, what would you say is your highlight so far? I mean, the journey has been crazy with future, but as far as future, like, what would you say your highlight for you has been? You know, that you look back and say, wow, because again, you were on and I, and, you know, and I, I wasn't on a future run, but I understand like even with Combat Jack and the podcast, I remember how that propelled and we're like, we went from not knowing what we were doing. Uh, you experience uh, uh, the same journey in the sense of like, where again, people didn't know what future could be, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't know where he would be today that he's considered, uh, you know, He's a big deal, you know, and and his resume is, has been insane, um, and and the music. But anyway, you lived that mm-hmm. with him. Uh, you know, is, is there a moment that you look as like a highlight or like where you it's felt just so crazy? There's so many moments, and I don't even want to just talk about the music highlights. But I remember the first time he ever performed at um, BET on 106 in Park, and I was so excited for him. Um, we were premiering a, a, a big video and I was just so excited and I'm just like talking to him. I'm like, you know, this is great. You know, you're going to be on 106 in Park. It's your first television performance. And I remember he looked at me and was like, you know, you think this is a big deal? And I'm like, yeah, because he's never excited yeah. about anything. Um, and he was just like, Ebony, once you become... Um, complacent with what you have, that's all you'll ever have. Sure. Like, this is not going to be the first time we're on television. This isn't going to be the first time, you know, I'm going to perform. I'm going to perform, you know, on, on stages bigger than this. So, you know, w- going, watching him go from that stage to perform to performing at, um, you know, the American Music Awards, yep. and all these different award shows, and then, you know, being on the biggest tour you know, hip hop tour ever with him and Drake. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then him going on his own tours and being going overseas and doing things internationally of the youth to arena two nights. So it's just being able to see him evolve and grow, you know, when I was in a white van with him, you know, going to C market venues and, you know, five hundred cab rooms, you know, is is definitely been a journey that I'm so, so grateful for it's, um, it's, it's, a, it's, it's an experience yeah it's a blessing and uh you know you could tell when someone's rider changes that's when you know uh things are moving on it's up a big deal <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know it would also bring it back for a second um you um now you were born in atlanta right i was born in massachusetts oh massachusetts in boston, in boston. really see i didn't know that yeah i was born in boston um they bring that up once i was born in boston i moved to atlanta when i was five years old mm-hmm. um off Moreland Avenue. Um, and I lived there until I was about 11. Um, and then I moved to Gwinnett. So, mm. you know, I've just been around the city. And you know, mom, for a while. What, what did mom do? Um, my mom worked for AT&T. Okay. And pops? My father's a chef. Okay. Nice. Yeah, nice. So, my father's so a he's chef. the cook growing up? Yes. Yes. You know, he was always in the kitchen. My mom hates the kitchen. My dad loves it. See, I like that because, <laughs> most, you know, it, it's a transition because I think back in the day, most people thought like only women cooked. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it's crazy. Like my grandfather, he was a chef. All of my uncles, it's crazy. They each have their own specialty cuisine. One mm. of them cooks Italian food well. One's nice. a baker. My father, he's really into soul food. Um, We all have like a Caribbean background. So. Yep. When you grew up, did they want you to be something? Like, you know, how certain people want to be a doctor, you're supposed to be this. 
yes, of course. Working nine to five, work there 40 years, retire, and then, uh, And that's you know. it, you know. I mean, of course, I was the first person to graduate from college. Nice. Where, where um, was First that? grandchild from Albany State University. Okay, nice. I got my master's at Troy. Um, and it's, it's so crazy. When, when I graduated, you know, my mom was so happy. She's like, okay, you know, you're going to go. You went to college. Now you can get this job. You're going to make this amount of money. And at first, my, my I wanted to go to school to be a doctor. Um, but when I went to college, I took a television class and I was like, okay, well, hold on, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> I kind of like this. Um, but even more so I had got my own radio show mm. and when I got my own, I, and I'm infatuated with music. I've always loved music. I remember being, you know, a little girl listening to top eight at eight, Greg street, yeah. literally, you know, before Wi-Fi and the internet, I would literally like hand write down the lyrics to all of my favorite songs, memorize all the words so I can go to lunch and rap, you know, all the lyrics <laughs> to my favorite song. Make beats on the exactly, uh, cafeteria exactly. table. Exactly. You know, I was always a girl with the guys that, you know, I was the one single female around a group of guys rapping, talking about, you know, our different, our favorite artists. Um, so when I got into college, that was kind of like my domain and I just did it for fun. I made like mixtapes for fun before, you know, it was these playlistings, you know, people really made yeah, mixtapes. Mixtape mix was the playlist. That was the playlist. Did, did, did mom and dad support that? Did no. They, okay. They, they were just like, you know, that they just thought it was something to do on the side. Sure, they sure. just thought it was something fun. You know, when I graduated, um, I got an internship. I was so excited about my little internship at this magazine called Grip Magazine because they used to have, you know, the biggest artists on their covers. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to get into this. I, I was definitely out on the scene in the in nightclubs. I hosted a lot of parties. I did a lot of parties, you know, to make money. But my mom was, she, she couldn't understand it. Um, and she was like, you know, you need to get a job. So she worked at AT&T for 30 years. I got into AT&T, um, and I became a manager within six months. Mm. I was making like $75,000 straight out of college. Um, and to my mother, that's great yeah, money. Life is set. Life yeah. is set. That's how, yeah, but I, I was that's just so unhappy, do. you know? Yeah. So at night I would go to the clubs. I would meet, do my little meet and greets. I would move around the city. I went to the open mics. I would, you know, go go out with my my brother, you know, searching for different talent. And it was just one day I just was like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. Mm. I'm not happy. So I told my mom, you know, I wanted to open up a store. And the rest was history. Was she supportive when you opened the store? She was excited about the store because it, it was that entrepreneurial spirit. Yes, yes. Um, and it wasn't a club. It wasn't a party. Yes. It wasn't a concert. And she could see it and go in it. Exactly. Now, now, move, now moving forward. Uh, when you uh, leave the store and, and close down and move on to that, did they tell you, like, what are you doing with that too? My At that point, my mother just, you know, she told me, she was like, every, any, she's watched me pour my heart into different things and watch everything flourish. So I think that with that, on that stance, she was much more supportive than me than the initial me quitting my job and opening yeah, up a yeah, boutique yeah. thing And I'm started. sure she's been able to see some of the success, exactly. right? Exactly. Now, your mom, your mom, I mean, obviously they made... Uh, uh, you know, they worked a job, they made nice money, but mm -hmm. I'm sure they didn't. Be able, it's nothing like, in comparison. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, <laughs> d did you ever do something for her? Where of it's like, course, yeah, of where course. she was like, I paid her car off. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, that's got to be. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, things like that. Give, are like, when, you're, when you're able to give your when you're, when you're able to tell you know your parents, don't worry about it. 
You know, you don't have it's to go just, to you don't have to go to work if you don't want to. Yeah. You can do this because you choose to. Those things, you know, become really joyful. I remember like for Christmas, you know, I gave them both big checks for Christmas. And my father felt like he was being punked. He was a guy, you know, are they gonna, I mean, are they gonna arrest me at the bank? I'm like, what? It's just crazy. So, you know, to see them work so hard all of their lives and not really be able to experience things, you know, I've been to I've yeah. been to every continent yeah, 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 yeah. except for Antarctica. Passport stamps are crazy. You know, How I've many seen passports things, you already? I've had four. Yeah. You know, like I've seen the world. Thank God. I, that's I mean, a blessing I, alone. Forget about money for mm, a second. That's exactly. a blessing alone. But I think as 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 young kids, and what I mean by that versus our parents, you know, it's amazing. I love the stories when you're able to do things, people buying their parents' house, paying off their mm -hmm. house, because they're not used to that shit. You no. know, they make, you make an X amount of dollars, they put away, they have a pension or a retirement No, I mean, fund. it's not generational wealth. Yeah, you yeah. know, like my family, you know, we've come from, you know, we've come from nothing, you know? So it's just when your parent, when you're able to do those things for your parents, that's what it's about. You know, like my mom didn't have, you know, like some of my friends, you know, have had parents who've been able to give them certain things and to do certain things for them. You know, we had to work. I have, I've, I've had a job since I was 14, yeah. you know, my mom had three kids when she was 23 years old. Mm. So of course, you know, me being able to do things for her, my sisters, you know, my father, that's what it's about. That's the most important thing. You know what? Let's take a quick break. Sitting here with the one and only, the disruptor, the glue, the plug, oh. Ebony Ward. We'll be right back. Cheer. Hey, it's Greg Street. You know what it is. Right now, you're with the world famous Premium Pete. Not just the biggest on the podcast, the biggest at heart, the realest in the game. And it's not a game. The Premium Pete Show. You got to go back and listen to all the episodes, all the new episodes, all the old episodes. You know, catch up. Mustard. And we're back sitting here with Ebony Ward. Uh, I called you the glue, the disruptor, <laughs> the plug. You know, just going over the journey, parents, uh, uh, passports, uh, what it takes and, and how important. You know, I, I will say this. Most people think, uh, again, that this is a pretty, pretty, pretty thing. Mm -hmm. And it is, right? But it takes a lot of work, takes a lot of time. Like you said, put your head down, full steam ahead. You know, what would you say? Because I feel like sometimes people, what would you say a manager is? Like some like, you know, like what would what would be your definition of like a manager? Because I think people get a lot of things twisted on when they think of labels and names. They do. Um, the manager is the gatekeeper. Mm -hmm. Like I think that that's the best, the best term or word to use in reference to what a manager does. They intercede, they interject, they direct. Mm -hmm. Um, they're the they're they're also the core the core of the team. Um, they put everybody in the positions. They do their due diligence. Yep. Um, they make the calls. They prevent and block, you know, any uh, form of tox toxic. any toxic negativity yep, yep. that's going to come and, you know, um, damage the talent. So yeah. that's, that's my job. Yeah. And uh, it sounds uh, mm -hmm. uh, like simple words, but it, it, it's not easy. And it's something that I think, you know, sometimes people have managers and, you know, they think it's just, they think it's easy. They think, you know, that, you know, you just pick up a phone call and magic happens. Um, but that's, that's, you know, that's a gift. You know, I always tell people, you know, you're not paying for me, you know, 
to they think, okay, you know, you're giving this person this amount of money or this, you know, and they are able to do something so quickly, but that's what you're paying me for. Do you know how long it took me to be able sure, to do sure, something sure, so quickly? Sure, sure. You know, it took what, me 10 I years to do think, something for yeah, five yeah, minutes. It takes 10 years to become an overnight success. That's mm-hmm. first of all. And second of all, what you're saying is so true. I've heard it said before is people think like, oh, you could just call this guy in a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it took me 10 years to build that relationship. Exactly. I'm not going to ruin it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that just because I'm good at what I do, doesn't mean I should, you know, charge less or I should, you know, exactly. but some people say, oh, it'll take you 30 minutes to produce a, a, an episode, you know, like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, well, it may take you, that's because I put in all these, you know, hours and work. And that's what you're paying for. Exactly. You know, also your brother is in the music game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, uh, but think it's a think it's a game, right? That's his company. Ha, ha, That's his company. Got Lucci. Got a, bu- <laughs> got a bunch of people. Uh-huh. We're, we're cool talking about this, right? Uh, we are. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, no, right. If it's not, we get. Rid no, of I mean, it. we are definitely cool. No, I mean, but, we have we have definitely. I would guess you could say a little bit. Um, sibling rivalry. Okay. I guess you could say that. I'm so I'm so proud of him. Um, and what he's doing with his brand and his artist. He's done an amazing, amazing job over the past ten years. Um, and I mean, he has, has some he great things. Has he taught you a lot the, too? He has a lot of great things in the works, of course, of course. I think definitely, like the core of you know part of who I am, definitely I can attribute to him. Um, you know, like the relationship he has with God, the foundation of the man he is. Um, I think as far as I think that's a lot of the reason why a lot of men love working with me because I've I've been around like I said I've been around men and a group of guys sure. my whole life so like I I live by a certain code and ethics that a lot of women aren't really privy to I would say because I was kind of embraced by a boys club um so I know how to you know speak when being spoken to I know how to be invisible when mm, I, it's time for mm. me to be invisible um it's and powerful. I think that and I think and I and I'm a, I can a hundred percent. Say with full confidence, that's something that he definitely taught me. Yeah, salutes to him. Uh, you know, when you think about being a manager, you're 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 literally your life is filled up with it's busy, mm-hmm. right? How do you and take the time to you know take care of yourself because your mental wealth and health and your you know your time to yourself? I I try to find out a lot more. Like I need like I know this may sound I, I've told the internet this before, it may, mm-hmm. you know, but I love baths, like taking a bath. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny thing is my mother used to make fun of because my mother loved bath. I used to see her. My father was like, ah, men don't mm-hmm. take bath. I'm like, but I'll be honest with you, I wrote proposals in bath. I got approved tons of them. <laughs> I, I, I go in there and it's like, I, I could like, okay, who do I have to get back to? Who do mm-hmm. I have to email back? And, and, and it, it, you know, it really clears me. Um, uh, sand and, and blue water, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, uh, clears me. But what, you know, you need time for yourself too. Yeah, you know I mean, because I mean? being a manager is definitely a selfless Thank, um, thankless job. Um, you know, you're putting, you're constantly putting other people before and ahead of yourself. They're, you know, you're fostering their dreams and hopes and aspirations. Um, so you, de- it can be definitely become overwhelming. I'll never say that, you know, it's, you know, always bubble gum and, um, sunshine. Yeah. But, um, I think it's really, really important to be grounded. Um, and when I say grounded, whatever your spiritual beliefs are, I think that that's definitely um, was grounded me, especially as I'm getting older. You know, you, you start seeing the realities of what the world has and what the sure, world possesses sure. um, with just people and energy and, you know, so much going on, you know, with COVID and social media, those things can become draining. And when you're yeah. constantly fueling other people, you need to be um, fueled as well. 
Um, so it's important, you know, for you to dial in with whatever your spiritual beliefs are. I definitely also believe in meditation. Yep, yep. Um, I'm an advocate for therapy. All of those things. Mm, mm. Um, they definitely, it, I mean, because sometimes you just need someone, you know, outside of your friend or family to really talk to who can help you, you know, you know, bring things full circle. Um, so I'm into all those things. And I also do a lot of writing. Mm. And, and and that's good to have those peaceful times to uh, get you through that. You know, uh, we, I don't, I don't want to miss um, Gunner and, and what a crazy uh, journey this kid's been on. And so early. It's been amazing to yeah. see. Um, you know, how, how did that even happen for people who may not know? It's so crazy. Flat kicks. Okay. Wow. Believe it or not. Um, we had a, a mutual friend, you know, who um, who introduced us to each other when he was like 15 years old. Um, and he would come through and, you know, we, we, we built our own relationship. Um, and he, always, like I said, I was always a girl in a boys club. So because I was that girl, I was always the no, I was always the female who people knew they could call to do anything. Sure. You know, can you give me a business plan? Can you give me a logo? Can you give me a sure, business sure. license? Can you give me an EIN number? Sure. I was always the go-to girl. Um, so he knew me, you know, through mutual people. He always knew I was about my business. Um and he called me at a time where I was I was ready. I was open, you know, to to working into building. Um, and he called me. We sat down. We had a conversation. And he was like, you know, Eb, like I, I just I need you. Like, are you ready to, yeah, yeah, you sure. know, to take these next steps with me? Um, and I poured my heart into it. You know, how does and and this goes to speak for as as for future, but how easily the music business is so weird sometimes, meaning like, just say you start managing Gunner mm -hmm. and then not saying this happened, but meaning like in future, could, you know, sometimes people get upset Well, you pay more attention to him. You don't have time, maybe some dates like interact mm -hmm. you know, has, has that balance even happened? Um, I mean, everybody has crazy schedules, but I think because I have such great relationships with both of them, it's never, I've never, you know, it's never been a tug of war type of situation. Sure. Everybody kind of genuinely respects, you know, each other as talent. We're all big. Honestly, we're really all one big family. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll say that like, I'm really, I'm really blessed and thankful for just that, you know, for us to have the foundation of like we're a family we feed on each other we blend with well with each other they work really well together they have their own personal relationship outside of even me um so i definitely think that their mutual respect for each other is also sure, which makes it super foremost. super yeah. easy um and their worlds are just don't coincide you know what i'm saying like i think that future he's on a He's where he is. He's been in the game for 10 years. He's a staple, you know, gonna, he's definitely rising, yeah, you yeah. know? So yeah. I think that that, that also makes it a lot easier as well. Now, now, lastly, as we wind this episode down of the journey, which is still embarking and going through, which has been proud to see, I'm tremendously proud of you. Um, but you know, people talk shit. And what I mean by that is how is it, how tough is it to be a manager when you, I'm sure you hear things or people mm -hmm. say things or, and then we live in a world where it's very fake. Like somebody may say like, you know, uh, uh you know, see them on, on social media, talk about F future. And then you see them say, Whoa, what's up? You know, let me in, uh, you know, I'm outside. You know, how do you, how do you deal with not taking things personal? You know what I mean? About what people say about artists, because we live in a, in a world where you can look at a YouTube comment and say they love gun. And next thing I say, gun is an asshole. Just say, of course. Yeah. Um, you know, you in this business, you can't take anything personal. You know, even just in, in any business, like the world is so perception based. 
Um, but I always believe in like letting people eat their words. Like I want to give the devil front line to my glory. <laughs> yeah, let so, them take, you know, that's just how I am. Give them that plate, you know. Exactly. You know, I want them to be able to eat it. You know, yeah. so um I always give people a front row seat to hate. You know, now <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. We're gonna use, make sure someone quotes that and puts it on Twitter when this episode drops. Yeah. You know, you're with you're with Future. You're with Gunner, two year artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also have uh, what, Turbo, yeah, who's Turbo. an amazing, yeah, amazing. Yeah. Actually, I've seen I've seen a lot of things from you. Yeah, but 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 what would you say for people listening? Because sometimes we don't get to say this a lot, and I'm sure you admire and have told Future and Gunner. But what would you say is is special about the both of them that people may not know? You know? Oh my goodness. Because sometimes we don't get, and it's not, you know, I'm saying that because this is like your family, yeah. uh, you know, but sometimes we don't get to hear those type of things. You yeah. know what? Um, I really wish the world would understand like how beyond just, you know, musically gifted. Um, and I, I really think that he's like one of the most or, you no, know, honestly, the most talented individual in music. Um, I think people kind of like pigeonhole future and, and make him this one dimensional artist where I think his range is phenomenal. His writing skills, there's no better writer in the world, you know, besides him to me. And I and everybody thinks I, I say that and I'm not even being biased because yep, I'm yep, a music. I can understand that, yep. I'm a music lover. Um, and I think when like I, I digest his music, like I read it, I'm writing the lyrics and, you know, so into it, like he really lives everything that he does. Um, and I think that that's why it resonates with people so much because they could feel it because it's so genuine. Yeah. Um, but beyond his music capabilities, he's like the most giving person I've ever met in my life. Mm. Like, and um, I'm so grateful for him because I think that he's made me such a better, better person. I think that he invests in his team. Um, the people who've been in his life have been there basically his whole career. Mm. And like I've watched so many artists jump from people to people and all these different things. But he invests in his teams. He wants his team to grow with him. He wants them to be equally as successful as he is. He doesn't pigeonhole people. He doesn't make them one dimensional. He wants you to grow and evolve with him. Like I've, I was his assistant, but I've been able to grow and evolve. I've, you know, I started with him in one position and now I'm in a completely different position, but it's because he took the time to nurture me. He could have chosen, you know, when he got to a certain level, you know, there's countless people who've come up to him and tried to swindle their way into his life. But you know, he's, he's, he always remains solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I just, I'm grateful. Like I said, just for that, he was able to teach me so much because with that knowledge, I've been able to grow, sure, you know, sure. and, and, and get yeah. more clients sure. and, and learn. So, um, I definitely can say like, he's, he's so instrumental in my career. Um, and with, and with Gunna, um, I'm grateful for him and, you know, he's also, you know, super, super talented, super ambitious. You know, I have there's so many amazing attributes about him, but also with him, like, you know, like the love that he has for his family is, you know, something that you I can't even describe. You know what I'm saying? Like the core, like the core, his core values, it stems from him coming from such an amazing foundation with his mother, his father, his siblings. Um, he puts them first in everything that he does. Like, and, and these are just things that I wish that the world could really see, you know, like I before he had a million dollars, before he had a hundred thousand dollars, you know, he paid off his mother's, he bought his mom a house, mm. his father, you know, cars, you know, his siblings. So just, he's so selfless. 
in his behavior. Um, and, you know, with just being like a young black man and seeing how people do certain things, his movements are the complete opposite of so many other things that I've watched and seen so many other people do. Um, you know, with him, when when a person who says family first, that's, you know, that's the first thing that I'll think about when I think about when I think about Gunna. Um and Chandler, like, I, I swear, I think he's going to be like the next Quincy Jones. Mm. Um, beyond, you know, Sonic and music, I think he's going to be into television, film. Um, you know, he's he's a producer, but, and, but the love that he has for music channels so deeply, like, into what he does that it's, it's super captivating. So I'm just, I'm so eager to continue to watch what he, what he does and what he, how he grows because he's also building an amazing team of producers around him to really take music into the next 50 years. Mm -hmm. So, you know, with me being able to work with such talented people, I'm constantly being challenged and being made better sure, sure. because of it. You know, you know, um, last thing, you know, when we look at, where you come and to where you are now. Now you got people reaching out to you. Now many people want you to probably manage them. <laughs> Emails, I'm sure struggle music, no disrespect to uh, the people, but I'm sure it's, it's you know, I, I, I get it on a lot of different levels for what I do. I can only imagine like, you know, how, how, I mean, for people listening, you know, they look at you now, you have to understand, obviously, you know, you're at A3C, how many people are coming up to you now, right? Mm -hmm. To talk to you about like, you know, you, you have become a, a, a brand. You have become uh, uh, somebody who uh, is 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 a bridge. You know what I mean. You think about it, and I'm grateful for it. And there's so many talented people that I wish there's opportunities that I wish you know people were in my DMs, and now that they're amazing stars, who I won't even say those. That's a DM I wish I would have got. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying <laughs> that I overlooked. But um, I also believe it's like, like diamonds in the rough. Seriously, man. like I really, but I also believe in God's timing. Yeah, yeah. Because. I didn't know future before, you know, yeah. like we were, we met and we, 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 we got a relationship. I met, you know, Gunna through other people, but it was the timing that he came into my life that I was able to, you know, to help him and he was able to help me. So I think that like, I really am big on building just organic relationships. Mm -hmm. I don't force anything. Um, I think when the opportunity comes, if I meet a talent and they connect with me, we're able to grow from there. Um, yeah. I think that that's really the best. That's how I've been able to be most successful. And and everybody's methods are different. Like I don't go and, you know, pitch myself to, to artists or to yeah, clients. Yeah, sure, sure. You know, it just happens. It, especially when your resume is building, you know, it, it, it'll, uh, you know, fall on your lap. Some you'll miss, some, some you'll get. But yeah. uh, so far it's been uh, an amazing thing to watch. And I know a lot of people uh, are proud to see it. I know I am for sure. And I'm sure the roster will continue to get bigger and bigger. Um, you know, I, I would say lastly, leaving, uh, anybody who's listening, woman, young woman, young girls, young men, young boys, um, you know, what would be some advice that you would give to somebody or, you know, the advice that I would really give is don't put limitations on yourself, you know, like in the world that we're living in, it can be such a dark place and you can seem like there's so many obstacles, but like, I really believe that, you know, the world is our domain. Like, you know, there's nothing, everything's tangible. Um, and when I say that is like, you know, if you, if you can visualize it and see in your mind, it's obtainable, go get it. Like, don't put limitations on yourself or your capabilities, open your mouth. Don't be afraid to ask questions and really be ready to put in the work. 
And lastly, what would you say with the amazing masterpiece that Drake and Future created? What would you say is your, your do you have a favorite memory from, from that creation? Oh my gosh. They have so many amazing songs. And and how um, many sneakers did Jumpman give for Jumpman? Did you I was going to say some? Jumpman. I literally just posted that song on my Instagram yesterday. Um, they didn't give us enough. You know Reggie? You got Reggie song? Okay, so. You know Reggie? So Nike. No, you know Reggie? Jumpman. Jordan Brand? I tell okay. Reggie to call me. Yeah. Well, Reggie's good people. Make so sure you got some cigars for him. We'll give him some cigars. <laughs> but thank but you. But what was your most. Uh, favorite memory? Memory from that, from that album that they created. Um. Diamonds dancing. Mm-hmm. Diamonds dancing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it was just so raw. I think, like, I, re- I remember, like, you know, us going, you know, going to the strip club. Like, we were all in the studio and we just all pulled out and we went to the strip club. We went crazy. And, I mean, this is like, I can't, sometimes I can't believe certain stuff is my life, but, and then, like, immediately after we got back, they made that song. Wow. And it was just, but literally like everybody in the studio had on crazy jewelry. And it was just like, it's just, it's, and it's crazy. I know it sounds probably crazy, but I think because it's just, it was real time. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was really happening. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was like a preparation for it. like, what? Yeah. That's one crazy. Of those well, listen, um, the journey is still young. It's inspiring. I'm glad you are. You know, you always say, uh, well, I don't know if I'm that interested in where you are and you'll continue to be because you're inspiring and you're you're leading. And, um, you know, I'm just proud to see it. And I know I'm sure that you're inspiring a lot of young women um, that they could do it if they put the work in. So, you know, continue to grow. Uh, yeah, no, I'm glad we finally been able to sit down. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate yeah. it. Is there anybody uh, else we should be looking out, uh, out for? Any albums upcoming or things you're doing? Of course. Um, Gunna's Deluxe is is coming um, within the next month for the album title Wanna. Mm-hmm. Turbo is going to be putting out another single. I hope everybody already has Quarantine Clean. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, Future, he always got something up his sleeve. Okay, so. well, look forward to that. And <laughs> Before we go, let's and give Teddy. a big shout out to Teddy. <laughs> Teddy's my new friend. Can yes. you see Teddy in this? Teddy was chilling the whole time. The whole entire but time. She's laid me. out during the interview. Yeah. Shouts to Teddy. <laughs> Teddy um, the teacup on Instagram. <laughs> ATL, fly kicks, the long live fly kicks. I mean, and this would have been our 10 year anniversary. And due to COVID, like we, I had an amazing 10 year anniversary plan. Um, we were going to like relaunch the store as a pop up, but. 2021. Could still happen. Could yeah, still happen. 20, or 2021. Let me know. I want to I I uh, you to be a part of it. I want to be there. I want to be there. Please. But continue success and uh, keep making greatness. Keep inspiring. Thank but you. But most of all, be happy. Thank you. Internet's the one and only, the disruptor, the glue. Um, the gatekeeper. Ebony Ward, the gatekeeper. Peace out. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was a great episode with Ebony Ward, my dear friend, such a special queen. I'm so proud of her journey, and it's still got so much more to go. Internet's okay, I got to make an announcement. Big brand, small brand, big business, small business, medium business, little business, whatever it is, you want to advertise on the Premium Pete Show, okay? Email me, thepremiumpetshow at gmail.com. Again, that's thepremiumpetshow at gmail.com, and let's get to working. Let's get to talking, okay? Shoot us an email and let's figure something out. Whether you're a big business, small business, and if you work for a business that wants to advertise on podcasts, hit me up. We could do that too. I represent 
tons of podcasts, tons of networks. We produce shows, script out shows, help them get ads, monetize, grow, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Email me the premium show at gmail.com. Another episode in the can. I'm excited. Next week, we got another special episode. Make sure you subscribe, rate, hit me on Twitter, hit me on Instagram, check on me. I want to check on you. So make sure you hit me up. Let me know what you're listening to. And more importantly, dig in the catalog. Okay. There's tons of episodes inspiring in every type of category. Now, a lot of people always say, Premium P, I appreciate it. What could you do for me? Now, I say two things. I say, one, tell a friend to tell a friend. So share that catalog. If there's a certain episode that you know that people would appreciate or would help them, send it to them. And number two is, not on this episode, but when we have ads, show up and show out, okay? Internets, peace and blessings. Stay safe. And uh, yeah, drink some red wine because it helps. <laughs> Everything's better with red wine. Internets, I'll see you next episode. Peace. Cheers.